Good evening. This is Pastor Omar Rivera with the 915 Pastors Roundtable. And uh, we just want to thank you for tuning in today. Today is February 4th, 2021. We are going to continue in our Bible study of Romans chapter 14, verses 12 to 23. Uh, last week, uh, we had a wife uh, who sang the, the great song by Tasha Cobbs and uh, uh, it was a it was a great piece um, thank you for everybody who tuned in and checked it out and um, today uh, we're just going to continue with uh, our studies uh, she said that she will be uh, my wife said that she will be back again uh, once she gets another song uh, in her head to uh, to want to share with us she has a lot of them and sometimes it just depends on what she wants to sing. I really appreciate her help in, uh, in getting that and doing that for us. Amen. Amen. Um, I just uh, wanted to uh, uh, say that uh, it's been kind of warm weather here in El Paso, Texas, in the big 915. Um, we had uh, 70s, uh, high 70s. Uh, uh, so I think, um, you know, for the most part, it's been kind of warm. It's been kind of warm. Hey, uh, listen, it's, um, we're in our, um, first week of February, uh, taxes are due in April 15th. Uh, I also know, to let you know that those stimulus checks that, uh, we've been getting, uh, I hope you didn't waste them, uh, uh, waste them, uh, foolishly. I hope you saved them. Uh, I just, uh, found out by, uh, which I already knew, uh, the government never gives you anything for free. Uh, but a friend of mine uh, at work today told me that he had a neighbor who did his taxes and they asked you if you got the stimulus checks and you had to say yes or no if you got the $1,200 one or the $600 one. And if you answered yes to both of them, well, guess what? It comes out of your deductions and you don't get that much more money back. So if you're thinking about getting money, 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 uh, guess what? The government's got to take back their money that they just gave you. Uh, it was just to stimulate the economy and help you with your bills. Um, but I know a lot of people uh, uh, spent it. Uh, you know, it's your money. You can do whatever you want. Uh, I didn't send, I didn't spend it. Uh, I just put it in a money market account, saved it, get some interest off of it. Because I know um, coming up here pretty soon, uh, we're going to be paying, uh, paying it back, paying it back. And that's what it, that's what we do. There's two things that are for certain in life. Two things that are for certain in life, and that is one is death and the other one is taxes. Those things are the two most things that you know will happen, will happen. But hopefully we pray that death will not come soon, but we're just going to keep paying taxes every single year of our lives. Amen. All right, let's open up. Let's open up in prayer. All right. Our Father God, we just thank you. Uh, thank you for this opportunity that you have given us today Lord we pray that uh, you prepare the hearts uh, for everyone who is listening Father God and we just ask that you um, clear our minds and our thoughts Lord and we ask that you uh, watch over us while we study your word tonight Father God and these uh, short 30, 30 or 35 minutes, Lord. 
we just pray that you uh, be with be with us and make the word clear. Use me as your servant, Father God, and uh, let everyone be blessed by today's study. Amen. So, so we're talking today. Uh, we're going to finish up on chapter fourteen of, of Romans, of the book of Romans, and it says. Uh, uh, so then each of us will, will give an account of God, of himself to God. Every single one of us. This is what we ended up last week. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. We are responsible and accountable to God for everything that we've done. And he, uh, he looks down at us and, and if we're saved by the blood of the Lamb then he will forgive us of our sins. Amen? And so, he will forgive us uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ and he will accept us into his kingdom. But just know that we're accountable for everything that we do here on earth. We're accountable for. We're accountable. And um, uh, it says, um, don't forget that each one of us will have to stand before him. And, and he is pure and he is holy and he is complete and accurate in his judgment. He knows what you do, even your inner thoughts, even those things that you think about when you think no one's watching you, but God is watching you. You know, God is always uh, keeping an eye on all his children. And so, so that's why we each of us have to give an account to God. In verse 13, it says, therefore, let us Stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. You know, in the beginning of the chapter of chapter 14, it talked about those who are spiritually weak and those who are spiritually strong in the Lord. Uh, and, and, and it talked about how sometimes, you know, we're weak because we have situations and things in our lives that keep us uh, out of focus and uh, we lose track uh, maybe we're not totally committed to following Jesus Christ and um, and sometimes we just need to make a decision in our lives are we going to follow or we're not and so uh, and this is one of those things that you know when we're even when we're spiritually strong that doesn't mean that we are never going to be tempted I think when we walk more closer to God we get tempted more you see the enemy finds a way to to um, to get to us and he and he and he uh, makes it a point to to just try every way in his will to distract us from walking with the Lord. Gets us tempted. You know, like like um, you know, like with David, you know, he was tempted. He committed murder, he committed adultery. Um Moses was disobedient. He didn't, you know, strike the the, the rock with the with the uh, with his stick to get the water out. He didn't do it exactly the way how God said. Samson was another person who had a belief in God, but he had it in a way that he didn't care. He had this gift, and 
and he blew it away by the um, the chasing of women, and and he gave his secret up, and next thing you know, he became weak, and then Sanson uh, was guided to the pillars by a small boy, and told him, and told the boy to lead me to the pillars of the of the Colosseum, and he pushed him, and he killed all the people that were in it. You know, there's there's a there's a way uh, there's there's something how when we are Christians or when we're and 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 yet we struggle and we fall there's a, always a way to get back up. You know, God God looked at, at that what Samson did and and he was able to destroy the Philistines by uh, pushing on the pillars and and collapsing the whole Colosseum on the people. Uh, David was a man after God's heart. Um, Moses never made it to the promised land, but he got to see it from a distance. And so, there's always a forgiveness. There's always a time when, when God will always uh, see, see you as He sees Christ Jesus. And through, through our um, our faults and our mistakes, we tend to, to have to know that we can look to the cross, ask for forgiveness. And he is faithful to forgive. That's one thing that we know that our God is faithful to forgive. Because of the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Amen. Uh, in verse 14 it says, uh, uh, as, for, as one who is in the Lord Jesus, I am fully convinced that no food is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for him it is unclean. If your brother is distressed because of what? You eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not, by your eating, destroy your brother for whom Christ died. And in other words, like it says, like I said, in, in, um, don't be a stumbling block or an obstacle for your brother. So if you know that your brother has a, a drinking problem, don't invite him out to a restaurant to go eat and buy a beer and drink it in front of him. It's kind of like what it's saying. You know, if you know that the, the person... Uh, has a, a, a cigarette problem and he's trying to quit and yet you go to an area where everyone is smoking and he's just man being tempted to smoke um so so do your brother a favor don't judge him but then also help him to set boundaries in his life and you knowing his weaknesses encourage him to stay strong and don't put him in in harm's way don't lead him in a path of unrighteousness. You see? Because God leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So don't be the one who stumbles that for your brother or sister. Okay? Don't be the one who makes your brother or sister fall. Amen? You have to teach your brother and sister how to set boundaries in their lives. You know, sometimes uh, we just don't know how to set boundaries. We don't know how to uh, say no. Uh, I always, uh, I, I've always been a, you know, as a soldier, uh, you know, I've always, uh, as a soldier, I was, before I knew Christ, right, BC, before Christ, uh, I was always uh, drinking and partying with soldiers and things like that, and and uh, and I know that I have a lot of friends here in the community um, and, uh that were my prior, prior military friends and my battle buddies and my brothers in arms. But, you know, um, 
I have to uh, set boundaries in my life, which, you know, I don't, you know, now I don't, I don't worry about it anymore. But when I was walking new in the Lord, I knew I had to set boundaries. I knew I had to say no and, and not to go to certain places, not to go to certain areas because I didn't want to uh, fall into temptation, you see? <clears throat> and so, um, and so it also helps too, right? Because God, God, um, God brings people into your life. And, and for me, God brought me my wife and she was, she's my helpmate. She's the one who helps me to, you know, to correct me when things are not right or to show me my faults and, and she prays over me and she encourages me. Uh, my wife also helps me to remember where God took me from, you know, and, and she helps me in reminding me that, you know, I could have been lost still out in the world, knowing that God has taken me out of the mud hole that I was in, in the pit that I was in, amen? So I thank God for for my wife and for the people that he has put in my life, right? You know, other pastors, other, other ministers, other brothers and sisters who are strong in the Lord and and those are people who I uh, who I owe a lot to because you know it's salvation is in and um, and salvation is free salvation is free amen so let's continue on uh, it says in verse uh, uh, in verse uh, 16 do not allow what you consider good to be spoken of as evil for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> in the light of sobering reality there, uh, that we will all stand before God's judgment, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, let us make up our minds to live in such a way that our lives do not become a spiritual stumbling block to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, I know that uh, I am convinced in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean, that we are not spiritually defiled by touching certain things in the everyday world, right? If your car is dirty and you, you know, you wipe your hand on the car, okay, your hand's dirty, but guess what? You can wash it, right? Amen. However, if someone believes, if someone's beliefs convict them that certain things are unclean, then that, then for that person, it is unclean, and would be wrong to, uh, uh, and would be wrong to touch, and you should respect that. So if, if someone comes up to you, like, uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, I don't eat pork, and hey, all right, man, you know, you, you have your reasons, right? You know, that's what you want to believe, that pork is unclean or certain things are unclean, uh, and you don't want to eat those things, and so be it. You know, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you, you judge him and put him down because he doesn't eat that. You need to love your brothers and sisters. Um, moreover, if your brother or sister in Christ is distressed by your freedom to eat certain things, then are you acting in love toward them if you eat it? Do not let your spiritual freedom to eat anything uh, you want by, by the means of driving someone away from the faith, causing their ultimate spiritual ruin. We don't want to ruin them spiritually. We want them to, to maintain in the faith. Just because they're eating and drinking a certain things, uh, oh, excuse me, not eating or drinking certain things doesn't mean that uh, it's, you know, it's something that you have to put them down for. Encourage them to continue to believe in what they believe in. Encourage them to, to continue in their ways. And don't put them down for it. 
Christ still died for that same person. He died for that same person. So if you live with this kind of gracious consideration and thoughtfulness for the spiritual well-being of others, then will uh, then no one will speak evil of the good things you enjoy or the spiritual freedom you enjoy through faith in Christ. So don't talk about nobody and their issues and problems, and you will always be happy. You will always be grateful, and you always have, you will always find favor in the Lord. Amen. Right, let's continue on. Um, it says uh, in uh, uh, let me recap that verse sixteen. Do not allow that your that what you consider good to be spoken of evil, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of righteousness, peace. And joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. Okay? Uh, so, so accept one another without judging one another. Don't worry about what they do or, you know, things like that. Just, just uh, keep to yourself and keep yourself spiritually strong. However, when the situation has to be faced, how should you deal with those who disagree with you? Uh, Paul's response is that all believers should act in love so as to maintain peace in the church. You know, there's a lot of different churches and a lot of different denominations out there, and everyone worships God differently, but they all worship God. Everyone believes in Jesus Christ, but they sometimes worship Jesus differently. Some churches might, might have to do things differently. They might take communion every week. And some churches take communion once a month. Uh, some some churches pray differently. Uh, some churches have rituals. But they all serve the same God and the same Jesus Christ. Amen? So act in love so that way we can all uh, be in, in the same accord with Jesus Christ. And we can all have that same love in the church no matter where and who you are and what your denomination is or what your background affiliation is. <clears throat> and so, um, right, let's continue on. <clears throat> In verse uh, 19, it says, Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. To stumble, it is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother to fall. So don't do the things that will cause your brother to fall. Okay. Try to uh, keep in mind that uh, you you have to uh, respect your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Just give me a second here. All right. All right. Amen. Uh, let's continue on. Uh, remember that the values of the kingdom of God are bigger and more important than our differences. For the kingdom of God is not, is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of embodying life of ethical behavior that reflects Christ, living in peaceful harmony, with one another. Experience a life of joy in the Holy Spirit. 
Whoever serves Christ in this way, living a life guided by the values of the kingdom of God, is pleasing to God, and they will be approved by others as well. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> uh, let's continue on. In uh, verse 19, it says, uh, Let us therefore uh, make every effort to, to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean. But it is wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. I know I read that twice, but I think that's very important. It's very important because you don't want to destroy God's work. That's what it says there in verse 20, the very first few words. It says, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food or drinking. Okay? God works in each one of us, and in each one of us, we have, uh, we are a working process. Okay? We are in working and we are continually working in our salvation. Amen. And so, in 22 it says, um, Whatsoever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the man that who does not condemn himself by what he approves. Okay. And uh, so what I have here, it says that it is much better to use your spiritual freedom to abstain from eating meat, drinking wine, or doing anything that will cause another believer to stumble into a spiritual downfall. I would hate to... I, I know I have a friend of mine, uh, He uh, he's a Christian, but sometimes he struggles. And um, when he when he struggles, he um, he hits rock bottom. And and, um, and I know a lot of friends like that, right? Not a lot of people I know, like, uh, who used to be in the rescue mission. And some of these guys, uh, you know, uh, they, they tend to um, leave the rescue mission thinking they can... Um, you know, the, the excuse me, let, let me just back up a little bit. The rescue mission here is a place where people who are, you know, having, uh, who, who need help in rehabilitation and, and drugs and alcohol. Some people are homeless and need a place to stay, and they, they provide lodging for them for about two months to help them get them back on their feet, help them get identification cards, social security cards, driver's license, IDs. Uh, help them get jobs so they get back on their feet and help them with getting an apartment and providing clothes and furniture and things like that. And I know some of the guys that, I, that used to uh, be in the rescue mission when I was doing Bible study there while, a couple of years ago. And some of them left the rescue mission and they found out that it is harder than what they thought it would be leaving the rescue, rescue mission. Because a lot of the people are not spiritually strong yet. And, and you've got to be spiritually strong in order to fight uh, against the temptation that the enemy has out there for you. You see, when we're living in, a, in an environment that's uh, enclosed and you know, you have classes for rehab and, and you're doing your work and your homework and you're trying to look for jobs and, and you're trying to obey the rules that the facility uh, and, uh, puts on you, and, and then when you you leave and you think you can still have control of yourself, what happens is, is that... It's kind of like the opposite. We tend to have a, we, we lose it. We lose the control and then we lose our walk with the Lord. Um, the Lord is always there, but we fail. Our flesh fails us. And then we wind up right back to where we were. And I have a friend of mine, he's a young man that I, I got to meet there. Um, and he, he took that trip. He took that road trip once and, and found out that it was not very healthy for him. Not just only in his health. But spiritually, he, he, he walked away from the Lord and, and struggled. And then having to go back, he sometimes thinks that it's a failure. 
No, sometimes I think we need to go back to where God called us at. You know, one time when I was struggling, a, a, a pastor friend of mine told me, hey, go back to the last time that you remember God spoke to you and, and, and remember what he said and, and do that, what he told you to do. And so sometimes for uh, my friend, he had to go back to the rescue mission and, and, and humble himself and, and then... And then he found a better. He found himself to be better prepared the second time that he's ready to leave, whenever that is. Right now, he's currently working. He has a job. He got his license back. Um, he's and he's doing great. Uh, he seems motivated. Um, he's thankful for God for everything that God has given him, and so uh, he he's doing good. And I'm really really proud of what he's accomplished. Uh, in that time that he's been there, uh, he's, I believe he still has a ways to go, you know, because it's not easy. It's not the walk of God's walk. The walk of the Lord Jesus Christ is not easy. Jesus said that, you know, he, he doesn't have a home. He says birds and foxes, the birds have nests and the foxes have holes, but he doesn't have a place to rest his head. So being a disciple and a follower of God, it's you, you're going to have to make sacrifices, and sometimes making that sacrifice is giving up some stuff. And sometimes giving up some stuff is maybe giving up your liberty for a little bit until you're really sure spiritually that you can handle it on your own. So I pray that my friend uh, continues to stay at the rescue mission this time, get himself spiritually and spiritually strong, um, and also uh, get some finances saved up. And so that way he's able to be a little bit more freer in his life when he decides to leave the, the rescue mission. Amen? Amen. Right, let's continue on reading. He says here uh, in verse 20, uh, uh, Whatsoever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed the man who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But the man who has doubt is condemned if he eats because his eating is not from faith, and everything that does not come from faith is sin. Wow. Okay, let's uh, we're gonna to touch up on that right here. It says, whatever your personal faith convictions are, or differing religious practices, or perspectives, or doctrines, or churches, or different uh, views, keep them between yourself and God. Sometimes you go to churches and people are always downing some other church or some other religion or something like that. True, there are some false religions and some cults. Um, and those are the ones that we have to go out and reach out to and, and, and get to them to be saved. But there's others who are different denominations that believe in Jesus and, you know, got saved and baptized and born again and they may not do certain things like your church does or the doctrines are different or their theology is different but you know what they all serve the same God and the same Jesus Christ so if you have any views that are different any perspectives keep them between you and God talk to God about it and let God help you through it after all an opinion on religion matters religious matters uh, can be wrong if it does not come from faith and embody kingdom values. For example, on a positive side, those who have not condemned themselves by abusing their spiritual freedom 
to cause the spiritual downfall of others have a divine sense of fulfillment and satisfaction. However, on the negative side, if you have doubts about whether something is religiously acceptable, such as eating certain kinds of food, and if you eat it anyway, then you are causing your own spiritual downfall because you are not being true to your convictions and are not acting in, from faith. So if you, if, you, if you have a different doctrine or different teaching, then stick with it. Don't change because I'm different. Don't change because the church you visited is different. Maybe you like certain things that you grew up with. And that's what you've known all your life. And you know, like in school, when I, when I, I go to school, I have a professor, and when I explain to him a couple of things of what I believe, he goes, well, that's great because that's what you've been taught all your life. And you have a strong conviction. And you have a strong faith about it. You see? And so they don't, they don't put me down. They don't discriminate against me. Uh, they don't uh, shun me away because I have a different doctrine or different belief style in certain areas of my, my walk with the Lord. But it is my walk with the Lord. And he, as my professor, uh, loves me in, in Jesus Christ. And whatever his opinion of, of it, he can express it, but knowing that it is just his own personal opinion. And we can talk about it, and we can learn from it. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> so, um, every action that does not come from faith, everything done without a conviction of, of its approval by God, is sinful and misses the mark of what God desires for our lives. God has a plan and a purpose for our lives, and if we, uh, and if we're judgmental and always trying to put someone down, then we're missing the mark. We're missing what Jesus told us: love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your might, all your strength, and all your mind. All right, and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. So why can't we do that? You see, we can't do that. And it's a sin when we, when we don't do those two greatest commandments right there. The Pharisees were trying to get Jesus to, to see what he thought about which one's the greatest commandment. But those, those two incorporate all of the commandments together. Because if you love, I, I think I said this before, because if you love your neighbor, then you wouldn't assault him. You wouldn't rob him. You wouldn't lie about him. You wouldn't covet. You, you wouldn't desire the things that he has. You wouldn't uh, commit adultery and take his wife. You wouldn't uh, falsely uh, accuse him. You wouldn't worship other gods. So, you know, encompassing all of that together when you're loving the Lord your God and when you love your neighbor. Because if you love God, then you wouldn't worship other gods and you would observe the Sabbath, whatever day you desire your Sabbath to be. Okay, because some churches are different. It's on Saturday and some on Sunday. But just because it's on a different day doesn't mean that you're not serving the same God. And just because it's on a different day doesn't mean that I can't love you in, the, in, the, in, in Jesus Christ. So think about that. When you're visiting churches... 
when you're visiting or friends come to visit you in your church and they have questions, just answer them honestly. Be truthful. Don't don't try to put them down. Well, what do your church believe in? Or what is, what is they saying about? You know, no, just love the person because of who he is. Okay? Love the person because of who he is. Don't belittle him. And if and they, and if you got a brother that comes to your church and they're and they're spiritually weak, then help them to become spiritually strong. Don't let yourself be so much that you can't even spend time talking with your brother or sister, sister to sister. Amen? Amen. Um, don't consider uh, one day more sacred than another. Okay? Uh, every day is special to the Lord, especially when you give up that one day. You might be a person that works on Sunday can't have Sabbath on Sunday, so you might be off on Monday. Guess what? Give that day to the Lord. All right? That's the reason why Christ died and returned to life so that he may be the Lord of both the both uh, of the dead and the living. And we're, we're talking about this here because if we live, we live in the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether you're living in, in, in truth uh, and, and you die in truth, guess what? You are still a child of God. And once you are absent in the body, you are present before the Lord. You know? And there might be churches that might teach differently, a different doctrine. But I only believe what says in the scriptures. And the scripture says that once you are absent in the body, you are present before the Lord. And remember, and what says there <clears throat> in verse uh, 11, in verse 11 in Romans uh, chapter 14, it says, uh, it is... Uh, it is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, and every tongue will confess to God. And in verse 12 says, so then each of us will give account of himself to God. And there's going to be people, people don't believe, there's going to be people there that don't believe in God. And when they go before him, they will confess to God what they done and what they didn't do. What have you done? For the Lord today. What have you done for. For the kingdom of God. You know it's easy. It's easy to just. Say hey I'm a Christian. and You know. But we gotta like. Are we ready to. Sacrifice those things that we need to sacrifice. Amen. And I just think that. That when when we go to be before the Lord, we need to be ready to give account of our of our life. What did I do for Jesus Christ today? What did I do for the kingdom of God? When I get to heaven, is God gonna be? Uh, is Peter? Uh, is Paul? Uh, excuse me. Is Jesus gonna be there saying, "Well done, good and faithful servant"? That's what you want to hear. Welcome to the kingdom. Your name is in the book of is in the book of life, and the only way that you do not get your name in the book of life is if you do not follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That means He becomes Lord over your whole life. He rules and reigns your whole being. Now, yes, we live here on this earth, but like I always tell my teens, your feet are on this earth. 
but your mind should be thinking about God continuously. You have school, you have classes, you go to work, you pay bills, you have a home, you drive to and from work, you catch the school bus, you're retired, you're elderly, you're young, you're middle-aged, you're rich, you're poor, you're middle-class, no matter who you are. If you're not living right with God, then your name is not going to be written in the Lamb book, in, in the book of the Lamb. And that's what you need to get. You need to get your name written. And how you do that is by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so today I want to close out. Like I'm going to start doing every, every single uh, study by leading you to accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He is the Son of God. And He was sent to this world to save the world, not to condemn it. So that whoever believed in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to repeat these words. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. I ask you now to lead me every day of my life. And I will obey you every day of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Accept me into your kingdom. Cleanse my heart with your blood. And I thank you for being my Savior. If you said those, that, short, that short prayer, welcome to the kingdom of heaven. And all it is is just accepting that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Knowing that he's the son of God and that he loves you. Even if you were the only person on this earth, he loves you for who you are. It doesn't matter what you look like or what you've done in the past. Once you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, He doesn't care anything about your outwardly uh, uh, condition. He doesn't care about your outwardly appearance. He cares about what's in your heart. And what's in your heart is what He desires the most. For you to love Him and to follow Him and to obey Him. If you pray that prayer, Like I said, welcome to the kingdom of God. Find yourself a good church. Get plugged in somewhere. Start going to church. Start reading your Bible. Pull it out of that shelf that's collecting dust. Start reading it. I always tell people to read the book of John. That's the fourth book in the New Testament, the Gospel of John. Just read it. Read it from the first chapter, the first verse, the first word, all the way through the end. Learn something. Study it. Read it. Take the time. If you, if you can't, you know, if you have a problem, difficulty with it, then get your cell phone. Download a, the Bible app and, and go to the book of John. Listen to it while you're driving to work, while you're sitting at home, while you're in your office, or right before you go to bed, listen to at least one or two chapters. That's what I kind of do. I like to listen to it right before I go to bed. Well, thank you for joining me. My name is Pastor Omar Rivera with 915 Pastors Roundtable. Thank you very much. God bless you. God keep you. 
May his face shine upon you. Enjoy your week. Until next time, God bless you.